The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you, so we can give an answer to those who sent us? What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. If it seems like there's an echo in here, you may be on to something. No, Jacob, it's not with the sound. Don't worry. He gave me a weird look. Huh? No, the echo that I'm talking about is the gospel. This week's gospel text appears at first glance to be a carbon copy of last week's gospel. It's got Isaiah's prophecy of one crying out in the desert, Jesus' cousin John, a baptism of water and repentance, and a declaration that John is unworthy to untie the sandal of the one coming after him. Why in the world did the compilers of the lectionary include this narrative again during Advent, especially the week after it was just included? This is the question and the frustration that I had this week as a preacher as I stared at a blank document, cursor blinking over and over and over again. What else is there to say? I will admit that the thought did cross my mind to just preach Pastor Schauhorn's masterful sermon from last week over again and save myself the time. 
what's going on here? The difference must be in the details. And one unique detail, one feature of this week's gospel is John the Baptist's dialogue with the priests and Levites from Jerusalem. They come hearing about what he's doing, but unsure of who he is. So they pester him with questions, seeking his true identity, and they throw the whole book at him. Elijah? No. The prophet? No. The Christ? No. There it is. There's the detail that cannot be missed. As St. John the Baptist reveals his own identity, so too he reveals our identity. Some of the most popular artistic depictions of John show him with long index finger outstretched, pointing to a crucified Jesus. John is not the one. John is not the Christ. You are not the Christ. Neither am I. Today, St. John the Baptist is trying to teach each and every one of us to get out of the way. Now, this is hard for us because too often the devil twists the good qualities within us like being co-creators and dominion bearers and uses them against us. We stop pointing toward our Creator and begin to point toward ourselves and the things that we want. We don't get out of the way. We put ourselves directly in the way, falling into the illusion that the world revolves around us, that we are our own Christ. We are our own God. And when we do this, we become restless. Have you noticed that in yourselves? A restlessness. Have you noticed it within your children? Do you have a feeling of being unsettled? As if you're being tossed to and fro by the waves of this life. Do you sense within you an unsatiable hunger? This, my friends, is the quest for fulfillment. This is the cry for love and acceptance. It's the longing for hope and peace and happiness. The truth is, though, this restlessness within us will never cease when we are in the way, when we continue to point toward ourselves and our wants and act like we are our own Christ. We'll figure it out. We'll take 
no matter what it does. And yet even in the midst of the restlessness and the feeling of being unsatiably hungry, we try to make that all cease for ourselves and our children. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. But our solution is merely breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs of contentment and happiness that fade away. My friends, when, when will we stop lying and deceiving ourselves and come to realize that living in excess, keeping ourselves and our children away from this place week in and week out with this commitment or that commitment, lusting after things, whether online or in the flesh, and stirring up division in our families and our friend groups and in this church and in our community and in our work, workplace only worsens the restlessness we have. Our attempt at eating breadcrumbs of contentment and happiness of the world only leaves us starving for more. When we cling so tightly to these things, when we choose creation over the Creator, we become the ones who the prophet Isaiah mentions in our first reading this morning. We are the poor ones, the truly poor ones. We are left brokenhearted. We are left captive and prisoners to our sin. Are you ready for the restlessness to end? Are you ready for your unsatiable hunger to be satiated? Are you ready to be a truly rich one, a wholehearted one, a free one? Then the good news for you is that it's the third Sunday of Advent. Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice! This Sunday teaches us exactly how that restlessness ceases. It is by getting out of the way of ourselves and our family. You are not the Christ. And then experiencing the joy that this day and the third candle of the wreath offer. Not just any joy, though. This isn't an empty platitude. This isn't something that you get on a card at Hallmark. It is through the joy of the soul, as the prophet Isaiah mentioned. It is through the joy that St. Mary sings about in her Magnificat, it is through the joy that St. Paul tells us to always have. 
It is through the joy that St. John the Baptist points us to. The joy we need is not an emotion or a fleeting feeling. The joy we need is an incarnate person who can be stripped and flogged and crucified to end the restlessness of his creation. The joy that I need and the joy that you need is the coming Advent King Jesus. Notice that the joy that Isaiah and Mary, Paul, and John the Baptist have is in God. It has a destination, a fixed point, a place of rest. And their joy is in God because God is in them. They are filled with the incarnate joy, Jesus. Now, on this third Sunday of Advent, the incarnate joy comes to you personally, individually as well. My friends, do you find yourself today sitting in these pews, restless, unsettled, poor in spirit, brokenhearted, captive to your sin, then lift high your heads and your eyes, your hands and your hearts, and come to this altar. Get out of the way and hear the call of Jesus for you to draw near to him. He's calling you by name. For in just a moment, incarnate joy will rest there on that altar, offering you his body and blood, his soul and divinity. He wants to fill you and free you. Then, can we, with one week of Advent left, go into our homes and our work and our schools and share that joy? Can we, with our own particular personalities and skills and gifts, preach like Isaiah, sing like Mary, pray and rejoice like Paul, and continually point to Jesus like John the Baptist? My friends, there are people out there who have restless hearts. Many of them are in your own families. Look around this place and notice all of the empty pews. There are people who are in the way of themselves. And now the Lord calls us, whom He touches today with His forgiveness, to go to those people and share that incarnate joy with them through acts of love and mercy and charity. Let it be our mission this week. 
Christmas is one week away. This is the perfect time. Hey, my friend, hey, my father, my mother, my son, my daughter, will you come just this once and experience the true joy that comes to you now? In the holy name of Jesus, amen.